Hi guys, this is Udos. Welcome to the Udos show. I have a very special guest today. Her name is Caitlin O'Connor. You might have seen her as your favorite TV host or Maxim model or any kind of model. She's uh, very known out there and then she has over a million followers on social media platforms just from her traditional acting uh, modeling and uh, TV hosting work. So thank you so much, Caitlin O'Connor, for joining my show today. <laughs> What's up, girl? Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to talk to you. It's been a while. I know, I know. We always like run into each other and it's like, Oh, like, oh, hey, what's up? This and that. And then you're always on the go. I'm always on the go. But I think you're more on the go. Like every time I look up your stuff, you're always doing stuff. Like I'm like exhausted just like looking at (laughs) all the stuff you're doing. But uh, I'm just going to go right into it. What is like the craziest thing that ever happened to you on like a modeling or acting set or something like that? I swear, every time I get asked a good question, there's an airplane that goes by. So pardon all the noise. Oh, gosh. The craziest craziest thing. I have stories on stories on stories because I've been in the business for 15 years. Wow. I started in high school. Um, I've gotten everything from, you know, somebody who I was dating That somebody who was a director, he messaged me and said, you know, I'll give you a role if you show up to my house wearing only a robe. (laughs) Let us listen. I am your friend. You're messaging me. Or, you know, I have stories on stories. People DM you or me, and they're clearly in a relationship. I don't know who gave permission for that to happen, but you can't DM me. I'm not going to answer you. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? Like, and then I think these guys, they think because they have like, you know, uh, they're like a big name or a celebrity, then you're going to be like, Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, let me like message back. Like, I have so many DMs. And I'm like, Oh, he's just trying to like, smash or, you know, thinks I'm one of those girls or something, you know, and they get this like misconception of what you are because you're very like professional you know you do everything the right way you know so yeah yes I think people can get the wrong idea it's important you know it's important as a woman to post and be who you want to be but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm putting myself out there in that regard I'm not dating all those people I'm not you know, I'm not out there like that, but I do show a sexier side and that's the path that I chose to go down. So I'm definitely, that's my, my, uh, my angle, but yeah, not, and I not think, for DMs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And another thing that I noticed, like, for instance, I grew up in Sweden, but I'm Persian originally. So like, like I was never considered as like beautiful or sexy, you know, growing up in Sweden. And then, you know, you, you like get people like, Oh, you should start modeling. Oh my God, you're sexy. You're attractive. You know, you have a nice body or whatever, you know? Yes, you do girl. No, thanks. But I'm like, (laughs) in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not tall, skinny, blonde, like with big boobs and, you know, blue eyes and you know, all that kind of stuff, right? That was very popular in Sweden at the time. And I thought that like, oh my God, people think I'm pretty. And so like, I think a lot of girls, they get into modeling and everything because 
you know, you get that recognition. You've been watching all these magazines since you were like a little girl and you're like, oh, wow, I want to be that girl because they're so beautiful. They're this. And then when you become that, then it's like you get shamed for it. You know, like it's like crazy to me. Like you, you, you get praised for it and you get shamed for it. Like, well, isn't that what everybody wanted? Like, you know, <laughs> it's like crazy, right? Right. That brings up a good point that, um, and beauty is definitely in certain areas different, you know, all across the world in America, we have a certain ideal of beauty and then things change over time. You know, you go in phases, blondes are hot and Latinas are hot and all these different things. And you want to be all these things at once. And it's hard. It's definitely hard to keep up with, with all those ideals of beauty that are changing all the time so it's important to stay strong in in you know your own body and your own mindset it's important to have a a good head on your shoulders if you want to become a model and then yeah you get shamed for it there's certain things come with a pedestal when you have a pedestal people are going to try and tear you down they have open access to your life on social media they you know there are lots of trolls and bullies out there so it's it's difficult what you see when you're going up as what is a celebrity and then when you are actually in the entertainment industry it's very different so you have to prepare yourself Mm -hmm. for all those different obstacles that come your way yeah no I totally agree and like in my case for instance it was just like it would start with like, oh, my God, your butt is so big. You look like a baboon and this and that. Like, that's what people were saying in Sweden, you know. Then I come here and they're like, wow, you have a nice butt. And I'm like, oh, I do. What the hell? Like, you know, then it becomes a thing where you're just like, your boobs are too small. You should get a boob implants. And then your butt is nice, but, you know, not too nice for like this type of market, you know. And uh, then you're just like, well, what what is going on? And now I'm at a point where either I get called fake for having a bigger butt or like I, my butt isn't big enough anymore. <laughs> like, that, that, oh, it's God. so funny to me because like all these years I went through modeling and they were like, your boobs aren't big enough. You should get a boob job like, you know, and I would get bullied for that. I used to wear like these like chicken cutlets in my like photo shoots. And then some of the pictures okay. is like sticking out from the bikini top or the bra, you know. <laughs> and then- I've been there. Oh, God. I've been modeling now for 14 years, different catalogs, and it's all it's all in your in your mind. You have to stay strong because yeah. visions and ideals of beauty are constantly changing. And, you know, every time I, I work, there's always a comment like, oh, have you ever thought about getting your lips done? Or, oh, have you tried this laser procedure? And, you know, either somebody's trying to sell you a procedure or they're trying to manipulate your look. And if it's something that's going to like, if you get your nose done or if you get your lips done, it it has to make you happy. It's not to make your agent happy or your partner happy. It has to make you happy because different styles of beauty, it's always going to be changing. Just be happy with yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. And like, don't get the pressure of like needing any kind of plastic surgery or any kind of altering of your 
look like you're unique, you're beautiful, naturally, you don't need to do anything. But if you do want to do something, then it should be something you want and not because you're being pressured, basically. So yes. like, no, it's like important for us to talk about because I think a lot of people, they look at stuff and they're just like, oh, wow, this person has this on social media and they're living this like life and, you know, on all these magazines and, you know, and the reality is like you're just like working and it's another job and there's like the chicken cutlets are falling out. <laughs> yes, there's, Uh-oh. yes, that's, oh, somebody calling me. What happened? Oh, it's okay. It's good now. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so let's... um uh, let let me ask you about this. So I'm in the process of changing the law now against hack leak crimes of private images and videos. And uh, basically, these hackers, they, they get into everything, they can leak everything they profit from you. And what are, what are your thoughts about technology and the laws right now? Like, do you think they're outdated? Do you think uh, something needs to change when it comes to that? I definitely have a lot of experience in this subject. I had somebody take all of my images online and morph them into like a deep fake situation and make a website where I was doing porn. And I had to have, there's a special um, part of LAPD who handles digital crimes. I had to have them take this website down and it was uh, very taxing on my emotional stability, I'll say, because, you know, people just out there believe that that's you. Yeah. So I, I don't think the laws are quite up to date as our digital sphere continues to evolve. The laws have to as well. And because we have so many politicians here in America who are older, they don't understand social media, they don't understand digital crimes. It's um, a real problem. So I think people our age should be in power and at least um, educating our politicians and people in our community about these different crimes because they're out there. There's strip clubs who use my modeling pictures all the time. I'm in several different lawsuits because they'll just take pictures from my Facebook or my Instagram and make flyers and and steal images of celebrities, of models, of, you know, Halloween catalogs that I've done. I'm not at the strip club, but they'll promote me like I am. And that's totally illegal. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, so they're in the same uh, scenario that kind of happened to you. There was a girl in Egypt uh, recently. She actually committed suicide because um, somebody morphed her face onto like nude images, right? And she kept telling her family and people she knew, oh, my God, this isn't me. You got to believe me. And nobody believed her. Right. So she finally, you know, decided to commit suicide over that. But as far as like mental strength and health and all of that, like people don't understand, like this takes such a toll on you. And like it's not like just like it's a one thing kind of and it goes up. But. Once it's out there, it like continues to spiral like it's just like a never ending vortex kind of thing. And it just keeps getting spread out. So I'm happy you were able to get the site down. But like, who knows, maybe like another person have those or maybe somebody else is going to morph it. What are the laws to protect people against crimes like this? Like, it's just like mind blowing to me that it hasn't updated uh, because technology updates 
like constantly, you know, because it's technology, right? So that's the whole point of technology is to update. And like, but the laws are just like, uh, like taking forever to go along with technology and update that. But I'm so sorry that happened to you because I like know from experience, like how, how heartbreaking, you know, your image is being ruined, your name is being ruined, but like, you know, at least the good part was that you got it taken down. People know that it wasn't you, like, you know, all that good stuff. But it's good that you're talking about it so people know. <laughs> I know. Well, it comes with the territory being in the public eye or having any type of following on the Internet. You're going to get uh, stuff like that happen to you. And it's really unfortunate. And it does take a mental health toll and people get themselves into mental health crises over it and it's just something that's so unfortunate that could be changed so easily but due process of law takes a long time yeah exactly I totally agree but uh yeah but you're like you're up there you gotta fight this good battle with us (laughs) you know (laughs) I'm here for it I'm I'm a I'm a victim myself. Um, so when I, if I post our interview, I would love for my followers to know what happened to you and how you're handling it. And it's, it's of course happened to me as well. Yeah, exactly. So with my case, like I was uh, one of the victims of the iCloud hack leak in 2014 and my private images and a video got leaked of me. I have a whole video like talking about every step by step how it happened. It was against my consent. And, you know, everybody profited from it. Like they had me two, three months before they even leaked this. They had me and 99 other women, mainly like big name celebrities like Jennifer yeah, Lawrence and Amber Heard, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah lots of people who you would reckon I think Emily Ratajkowski yeah there was there was so many people in this list and and to me like I mean even at that point I didn't even think I was even relevant enough to hack like uh, you know with these like big name celebrities that make so much money and, and they have so much power and stuff but we literally were all auctioned off two three months in front of the whole world it's like you're standing on like a like a pillar somewhere and they're just like auctioning you off like a like a slave or something, you know, and the whole world is digitally watching this. They're all aware that this is happening. And then, you know, the guy, the hacker gets caught. He does a year and a half in prison and then now he's out, you know, and nothing else is happening like like it never happened. Like it never happened. Yeah, he went back to his wife and his kids and they took him back and here we are. Yeah, like a healthy relationship right there. But what's so confusing about this is like, I have to sit here and explain myself over and over and over to people like this is what happened to me. And like, just the fact that like people wouldn't like believe me or listen to my side of the story, people that I actually even knew, you know. And to a point where I got to a point where I was like, you know, the laws need to change. I need to come out and talk about this because nobody else is talking about it. It's almost like we, you were convicted, were a convicted felon. You feel like you've committed a crime when you are the victim. Yeah. And I think that's the main point to get across to people that you are the victim of a digital crime. Mm-hmm. And your personal space, your personal information was hacked and auctioned off and used against you. 
And uh, we're all we're all growing from this. But I, I personally feel my digital footprint and the photos that I've taken back when social media wasn't even a thing 15 years ago. All of the things that I've done in my life follow me like I'm a felon, like I'm a criminal when we're, we're victims. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so mind blowing about this, because like, even though the hacker was the villain, he was painted out like to be some kind of hero. Like, oh, my God, you got all of these private images and videos of people that we want to see against consent. And they're painting it out to be like this cool thing. And it's not. It's like you're basically raping and trafficking people. Like, it's not like anything to be proud of. And anybody that supports that shouldn't even be proud of that because basically they're admitting to being a rapist and a trafficker, you know? So it's just crazy to me because until I started, like, pursuing changing the laws, uh, I started understanding, like, oh, my God, I was trafficked, you know? Because all of the porn sites, everyone, everyone profited from me. Like everyone profited from this and all these other women. And the whole world just sat there and watched it like like it's happening in front of them. And they're all watching it. They're all joining in on it. Like it's like a big gang gangbang or something of me getting raped. Like, you know, <laughs> it's so crazy and mind blowing to me that people are just like, they're so disconnected and dehumanized people. And it's not just me. It's like, you know, people with regular jobs, uh, underage girls, you know, it's happening everywhere, even like boys and men and stuff like that. But I was just so blown away. Like once I started like digging deeper into this, that this happens so much to underage girls and it happens so much to like people, they have regular jobs. Like how do you even hold a regular job having something out there of you like this like I know how much it affects me and my work you can yeah you have to let the situation uh you have to change your perspective on the situation because you are helping a lot of people and you can't let this tear you down and ruin your your life and your career but it may feel like that for a long time until things change or it happens to enough people. And that's where proper guidance with your digital lifestyle is so important. But how could we have had the foresight to think of those things when you never thought that you would be hacked? You never thought that those personal photos or videos would ever be out there, but it, it, it it happened. So now you have, you have to have it work in your favor that's your only option. Yeah, exactly. And like the other issue too, in my scenario, I didn't even take those pictures and the videos that were bad. Like that was my ex taking them and threatening me when we broke up, like, oh, I'm going to leak these. So he sent it to my iMessage, the hacker hacked the iMessage and that's how everything got out. Right. So in my scenario, the pictures that I took was all like, kind of like covered up you know like where if it got out god forbid I was like okay with it right I always like protected myself made sure everything was fine you know being careful with this being careful with that following the law you know uh being a good citizen whatever right I I've done my part in doing all the right stuff and it still happened you know like how frustrating is that like 
even though you do everything the right ways can still happen. So with that being said, uh, like there's all these women, they're actually getting raped on camera. And then the rapist is uploading the video. Like what is happening? You know, like, um, so it's just, um, I think it's important to highlight this so everybody knows, but, um, I commend you for coming out and talking about this because I know how hard it is. It took me like eight years to talk about it, but (laughs) so thank you so much for doing that. You know, of course. Well, all of the risque photos that I've taken were actually for companies or, you know, at, at somebody else's profit. And I think what I took away from all that being a young woman in modeling in Los Angeles and glamour modeling and doing costume catalogs, lingerie ads. I sort of took away that I was never in charge of my own image. They would, the photographer, the company, or the creative directors would all choose the images that they liked, but I never got to be in charge of my own image. And therefore I was never in charge of my own body. And you know, coming into the the later part of my modeling career, I wish I had done things differently. But sometimes you just can't take those things back and you have to move forward. Yeah. And of course, now those images have been manipulated and used for deep fake porns and all sorts of different things. But I've been able to win different lawsuits over it. I've been able to chase my body and my image and try to get it back under my own power. And I think that Emily Rodakowski does have a book that was extremely well written. If you guys want to check that out, you should write a book as well. We should all share our experiences so that other girls out there who are younger than us or older yeah. than us can, can learn and get a better picture of, of what our lives were like so that they, they have that knowledge. And like another thing in, you know, your situation with modeling and my situation is uh, the way the whole entertainment business works. uh, I mean, all the way up until recently is starting to change a little bit. But, you know, when you get into entertainment, the goal is to get young, beautiful women, you know, and the younger like, you know, of age or whatever, supposedly they say, <laughs> the the younger and more beautiful you are, you know, the, the more likely you are to get the roles in the movies or TV shows or the acting or, you know, modeling or whatever, right? So these companies and these people, they actually target really young girls because that's what's considered the beauty, so-called beauty norm, right? So... You come in here into like an industry and you're just like, so like, you know, gullible and believing like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to be a model and people are going to actually find me attractive or I'm going to be an actress and people will admire this or that. And they will like try to push you for the sex scenes or they will push you to do more like nudity or, you know, that kind of thing. And before you know it, you're just like, wait a minute, like what's happening here you know and by by then it could have already been done or you know you sign contracts you don't even understand them because they make them so hard to understand right and you're young yes. and you don't know about lawyers and you know all this other stuff and somehow the women get blamed for all this but that nobody ever blames like these corporate companies or you know 
the the people exploiting the young girls. Right. Very yeah. true. Uh, having been a 17 year old, 18 year old young woman trying to navigate Hollywood with no help. That's where I, I wish that I had proper guidance, uh, real education on what the entertainment business, everything that the business of entertainment entails. I wish that I had had proper education, but I did not. So my only option is to, oh, um, sorry, there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. Yeah. My only, my only option is to educate other girls. If I had had an agent and a business manager and a lawyer who I could talk to about the contracts I was signing, that would have helped me out so much, but they don't tell you that no. all the things that they don't tell you about Hollywood. You just have to learn through the process of being objectified. That's what, yeah. that's what it is. You objectify yourself until you get enough education on how you've been victimized. And then, you know, you're smarter for it afterwards, but you can't take back what you've already done. Yeah, I totally agree. And like another aspect of it is that the agents and the lawyers and, you know, whoever else, um, you know, are there to actually help you. They're usually men that also just care about profit. So yeah, that's where you as a young woman, you, you don't understand like, oh, they're supposed to be here to protect me and do stuff that um, like, you know, protect me from doing stuff that I don't want to do or make sure that's already legally taken care of. But they're just like, what's in it for me? How much money can I make off of this girl? Or, you know, so you're constantly like fending for yourself, like trying to figure out everything by yourself. I mean, that's like exhausting, you know, <laughs> you're paying these people to help you, but they're actually just in there. They look at you as a dollar sign, you know, and that's why um, as a woman in entertainment, you have to be smart and you have to do sorry, you have to do your research. You have to be smart. You have to do your research. And, you know, after the fact, once mistakes are made, you can't go back. Yeah. So that's that's the real exhausting part, not the doing the research, educating yourself on how people are trying to use you. Mm -hmm. The real exhausting part is after having been used, trying to gather up your career again. So that's my only piece of advice is try to be smart, try to learn from others mistakes, try to um, be educated and look at all sides of the situation, how might I be being used? Or maybe the answer is only work with female agents, only work with female writers and directors who have your back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think the big message is here, like when uh, we say like, be smart or, you know, like protect yourself and all this stuff. Let's just put it out there. Like, you know, you get offered, for instance, like a great acting scene in, uh, you know, uh, great movie with great actors and a great director and all this. Right. And you feel pressured. You want to do it because it's such a great opportunity, but it's a sex scene. Right. So if it's a sex scene, one, one of the things is you don't even have to do it. You don't even have to do the part at all, even with these great opportunities. Right. So let's say now you're like, okay, well, I, I would do the sex scene because it will be a great opportunity, but like, what are the options? So the options are you can actually negotiate where you don't have to show anything. 
you don't have to discriminate against yourself or or like change your values or morals according to whatever the script says whatever the script says you can change that in your favor and if they really want you and they want you yeah if they want you then that you know they would change it if they just care about getting the visuals for crazy sex scene because they're just that's what they're focusing on then that's not a good part to have you know to begin with in my opinion because they're just looking at it as like uh exploiting a woman it doesn't matter what woman it is they just want to use that scene to get the views the whatever they they're trying to get right so it has nothing to do with you as an actress or person it's just you know so i think people need to know that just because you get this part offered or whatever, it's a great opportunity, doesn't mean anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to follow whatever yeah. they say. And whenever, if let's say you do do it, it has to be a close set. It has to be very professional. You you can like be covered up. You don't have to show stuff. Whatever they're saying or trying to push you to, like it's doesn't need to happen at all. So... That's such an amazing point that you made, because if you are an actress, um, it's important to join the acting union SAG. It's really important because you have rights. And I think the other important thing when you're coming up as an actress is to be assertive. When you tell people no and you tell them what your wishes are, you're not being difficult to work with. You're being easier to work with because you're setting boundaries and that has to be done. See, I'm a people pleaser. So back then I would say yes to every job. I would say yes to every opportunity and then feel guilty and objectified afterwards. And that was an internal problem. I needed to be upfront and say, no, this is what I want. This is what I will do, what I won't do. And you're actually taking your career in your own hands. And that's how you're going to succeed is not by being a people pleaser, by telling people what you're okay with, what you want for yourself. And take it from Halle Berry. She did her nude scene for millions of dollars, won an Oscar for Monsters Ball. You don't have to get naked for any scene. If you want to, that should be on, it should be your prerogative and how exactly how you want it and if that's not happening pull out of the project that's a red sign a red flag exactly I totally agree so that's good that we're like talking about this because I think a lot of people they don't know or they're like you know or they wonder like how all this stuff works you know and I think if you don't know then you're gonna you know fall for a lot of stuff that's not really gonna be great for you you know but yeah. Yeah. So it's good that we brought it up. <laughs> so as far as dating, are you like single now or? Oh, no, girl. I've been in the same uh, relationship for five years. He, we met on set. He was in the art department. He's an artist. He paints murals and commissioned paintings. So he's always at home. I like to go out to all my events and red carpets, but he's home. Nice. Uh, doing his art and selling his artwork he comes out with me sometimes that's why you see him sometimes on my Instagram but oh yeah. cool well that's good so like what kind of art does he do is he like abstract or it's mostly pop art but he can do anything he's super talented but he takes commissioned pieces which means clients call him for what they want and they, yeah. they tell they tell Stephen what 
kind of artwork they want, what size, and then he'll give them the price and the outline and do like a little visual example, and then they they purchase it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I'm like, that's, yes. that's so awesome. like he has a like a good job and everything. Like, oh yes, good guy. He stays at <laughs> home and paints. Like, I need to find a guy like that. Like, oh, are you gonna <laughs> stay home and paint? Can you also cook for me? Like, you know, he does. <laughs> like he does. that would be nice, right? <laughs> Stephen Stephen is an amazing cook. I don't cook, um, so that's an important part of our relationship. So yeah. we don't spend millions of dollars on takeout. He cooks for us and um, he's just amazing. I'm so lucky. But I, I had to kiss some frogs to find him. <laughs> right. I mean, haven't we all like, I think I kissed like some frogs and they were all just frogs in the end. Like, <laughs> he's just like, what happened? You know, where's the prince? So I was just sold on this bullshit story, you know? <laughs> No, but oh, your, your prince is out there. Yeah, I know. Like Dwayne Johnson, he's taking his sweet time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, that's that's just so amazing that you actually found someone and you're happy five years. So you're going to get married to him like uh, kids. What, what is the future plans? Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, kids definitely in the future. I'm not sure. I have no idea. We did a wedding video and we have always thought about getting married at Burning Man, but who knows? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, like, I think uh, whatever you do, just uh, just do it from the heart, you know? <laughs> Relationships are tough. Relationships are tough in any city. yeah. Yeah, how did you find one in L.A.? I feel like L.A. is just like, what can you get out of me? And what can I get out of you? And, you know, just like very like, it's like a strange world. Like, I feel like every other place I lived, everything is just so like, oh, cool. Like, you know, we're in a relationship, but that's it. You're with me. I'm with you. But like L.A. is like, what's in this for me? You know, like. I think it comes down to people who move from other places into Los Angeles. They all have a lot of um, perceptions about how they should be in Los Angeles. They change themselves. My boyfriend is from L.A. I was born in L.A. but raised in Pennsylvania. So I know both sides of this. And I think it's because everybody who moves to a big city to get their dreams you know, to chase their dreams, they're very impatient. So they think that they can replace their partner, or, you know, a better partner is just around the way to do more for them. And that's not how a relationship should work. It should be a symbiotic relationship, you do something for them, they do something for you. But it's not, you know, it's not all about what the other person can do for you. That's not a moral, that's not a good moral compass. And I think people lose themselves trying to make it in LA. Which oh, only yeah. you know, point point zero 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 one people make it. So when you throw out all of your morals mm-hmm. and you just have a certain mindset and you, you become a bad person, there's a lot of shady, seedy people in in Los Angeles. But I don't think I'm I don't think I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but that's good. Like, well, it's good. I'm having a good person on my show. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> no, but uh, that's so funny. But like. I think personally, no matter where you are, like it's, uh, you know, LA obviously have a lot of people that need to work on themselves. But I think the biggest thing is like, 
both people need to work on themselves and both people need to be happy just by themselves. And then together they could be in a relationship, but both of them got to be like healed kind of, and like, you know, happy with themselves. So I think a lot of problems, you know, you get in relationships, you're like, oh, this person will be yes. great for me because then that will like fix this or fix that. But really it's like, you need to fix whatever it is with you. So like, I always thought about it. I'm like, if I get in a relationship, I need this guy to like, literally read all of the self help books there is because I read all of the self help books. And I realized so many things like, Oh, my God, like, how do you get in a relationship with a guy that hasn't done that kind of work? Obviously, it's not gonna work, right? Yeah. Yes, that's so true. And a lot of guys don't want to address even between themselves, any type of mental health instability or um, just being in touch with your emotions and what you want out of life, communicating with your partner, understanding that masculine and feminine are different. And in whatever relationship that you are in, there has to be give and take. And I just think, yeah, reading self-help books or internally reflecting on your life and what has happened to you as a person and how your triggers come up triggers in any situation like for example take Will Smith and Jada when Jada thought the the joke was not funny and she rolled her eyes I do that in my life I roll my eyes when something bothers me and Will saw that as a trigger her trigger right away I wanted to stand up for her so it's important to de-escalate your partner in whatever sense, you know, whatever situation that you're dealing with, understanding your partner's triggers, understanding what makes them tick and being loving about those things. It's, you know, relationships are difficult. They're hard. What do you think about the whole Will Smith and Jada and Chris Rock? Like, I really, I thought it was a setup because the Oscars really do have those sketches all planned out. But when I really understood that it wasn't fake and it wasn't for views and it wasn't for big bigger viewership. I think number one, Will and Jada have a tumultuous long-term relationship and they all, they have within their family, a lot of problems to work out and a lot of healing, like she said, to be done. But I think that's on Will. He was super stressed Uh, campaigning for an Oscar is very expensive. It's very time consuming. It's very political. I'm sure he was on edge that night. He was about to win an Oscar. Everybody knew it. And right before he won, he had to do something stupid like that and uh, put out his masculinity in a way that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have done it. I, I definitely think he deserves his Oscar because that's his art form. He won for his art, but his personal trauma and everything that he and Will or uh, he and Jada are going through is deeply affecting his mental health. That's my two cents on it. And that was an attack on comedy. That was an attack. I know, uh, I know that behind the scenes, he has asked Chris Rock not to make any more jokes about them. So it was a buildup that we're not seeing behind the scenes. Everybody just thinks, oh, it was a, you know, a, a, a little joke that made him so mad, but it's like, a couple years, you know, six or seven years of Chris Rock berating bullying. Yeah. It's yeah. sad because like uh, in, in my situation with the whole hack leak thing, 
I had so many influencers bully me for years and blocking my opportunities, blocking followers, blocking, you know, money, just giving people this false narrative on me that, oh, she did this to become famous. She did this and she did. No, I didn't. Like it was all over the news and like, but who's going to actually search up the facts? You know, nobody's going to look up the facts. They're just going to Google my name and then see like, oh yeah, there's this stuff out there of her. Yeah. We believe their side because, you know, I never even expressed my side at all until eight years later now. Right. So I can just imagine like this guy is just talking, going on and on and on and on. I mean, at what point does somebody break and finally do something? Right. So, I mean, it takes a very strong person to like be able to take that. But for someone to publicly humiliate over and over and over and over, like it's just so upsetting. And not only that, but then like, you know, doing this to your wife, a woman, it's like, why are women always like the, uh, like the, you know, pedestal for jokes? Like, why are you doing that? You know, it's like, at what point do you protect the women? Who does that? So he actually did that. But it's like, now everybody's going after him as the bad guy. So that was the breaking point. And now, basically, he looks like the bad guy. Right? So it's like, that's what's so trippy about this. Like, Somehow, somewhere along the line, people don't see what's going on between the lines. Somebody finally snaps, and then now they're the bad guy, right? And um, I think the issue today, too, is everything is cancel culture. Cancel the Oscars. Cancel him. Cancel Chris Rock. Cancel, like, Jada. Cancel everything. They just want to cancel, 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 like, you know? And it's just like, everybody's human, Everybody's human. Like Chris Rock is human. I don't know whatever he's going through. Will Smith is human. Jada Pink is human. You know, the people behind Oscars are human, you know, and then they're coming out and saying that they asked him to leave and all this. And like, I mean, who who cares at this point? You know, like. It just happened. So I don't know your image. There you go. So I totally agree with everything you said basically <laughs> you know it's hard i think i was just telling one of my friends uh, that everybody because of covid and everything is already so on edge that you need to literally walk on eggshells right now you have to be so careful with how you talk to people even if they're disrespectful kind of brush it off like nothing happened and i know it's like super hard to do but because of covid and everything that's going on in the world right now currently it's just like everybody's on edge everybody wants to do something and go crazy and they're just ready to fight or do something right so just in general just be very kind to everybody and just like Take a breath, deep breath and avoid, avoid, avoid any kind of bad situations because it's not going to end up well. Everybody's ready to snap at this point, you know? I totally, totally agree with you. And I think things have been brewing for so long. And COVID maybe taught us to look at what's important in life and being on lockdown, losing your job or losing a family member. People are definitely affected by what's been going on the past two years. That's my number one piece of advice is 
that when something upsets you, just take a breather and really look at the, all the different sides of the situation. I think Will Smith going up there and slapping Chris, he bitch slapped him. I don't think that was the right decision. No. Ultimately, I, as a woman, I like that dynamic of him um, finally standing up for Jada, but they're, they just have such a tumultuous relationship and things have been in the press yeah for a long time um but violence is not the answer he could have moved chris aside on stage and made this entire speech about how much he loves jada and her alopecia but his first gut reaction was to to bitch slap chris and maybe he deserved it maybe he didn't but it overshadowed his oscar win it overshadowed everybody else's oscar win the entire night and it's you know it's become this whole conversation topic that never should have arisen that way. He should have used his words and maybe moved Chris aside. I have no idea, but I don't know. Yeah, he could have. Just, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of ways that everything could have happened differently, and there's no excuse for violence, you know. But I'm like, I think on like the whole broad spectrum, like everybody like was on edge everybody's doing weird stuff like you know and it's just a matter of time before and somebody snaps so the message here is just be kind to everybody and like everybody like people at (laughs) home you know with their families people in the street like at the grocery store at the gas station maybe somebody's driving and cursing at you and your first initial reaction is to be like fuck you you know but but like yeah escalate yeah escalate it's gonna it can escalate like there's like been shootings on the freeway and stuff that's scary so yeah just just kind of brush it off like oh sorry you know keep it moving because people are on edge. We're, right we're, in a, we're in a weird time in America and in the world because everybody has access to everybody all around the world. You can see things instantly. So a publicist or a team can't hide your, your true self, your true personality. Everything is on the internet immediately. So working on yourself is so important. Working on your anger being a evolved human being we're all working to get there and it's difficult there's lots of crime digital crime crimes in person all these different things are happening right now as we all evolve all over the world right right i totally agree so um i agree with everything you're saying but i want to say thank you so much for doing the show with me today and like where can everybody find you like do you have anything, uh, you know, like that you're selling or promoting or like your website or your, you know, social medias? Yes, girl. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I've known you for so long. You're a hard worker. You're a beautiful model. You've done so much in the entertainment industry. Everybody knows who you are. And I look up to you as a person, as a friend, as a performer And you've done an amazing job and you only have good things coming your way. So thank you for having me on your show. You guys can find me um, on Instagram. I have two underscores at Caitlin underscore underscore O'Connor and I'm verified. So add me and uh, I answer all my DMs. So I'll see you guys on Instagram. 
that's good i'm like oh my god you're gonna make me cry like thank you so much for that uh the nice talk <laughs> it's like i was like oh my god no, that's really of nice of you. But like, uh, like everybody, I'm going to put all her links in the description so you can follow her. She's definitely a good follow. She's like taking over the entertainment industry and she's an awesome human being. Like you could tell from this podcast, you know, <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, but thank you so much for doing this. I'm like, I look forward to see all your like ventures. You're like literally took over the entertainment industry and so many different aspects of it you're always working so i'm always like impressed by everything that you're doing i'm like wow she's doing this now and a host here and a tv actress here or movie actor uh, actress or with vince vaughn or whatever you know <laughs> oh, oh thank you babe i stay working that's for sure yeah I love uh, we love our jobs yeah i know i agree but okay, but thank you so much. I gotta go now. And thank um, thanks for having me or you have show showing up to the show. <laughs> of course. Yes, All of right. course. I'll see you next time. We'll do this again soon. Okay, okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.